Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. All right. Well, here we are once again, and it's happy holidays to you. Hey, it's your girl, Barbara McGee, makeup artist to the stars, and I'm here in the penthouse listening to the one and only Valerie Trout coming live from Oakland, California, and they're talking about how the struggle is real. You know what I mean? And I know out there, uh, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, the struggle is real. And it's going to get even more realer and test your strength. And we're going to just open our floor up tonight and talk about some of the issues that we're facing as a people, as individuals. And I have my co-host, the executive producer and wealth expert of Straight Talk with the Hired Brush, right in the penthouse with me coming live from Oakland, California, as well. Hello, Mr. Rodney Best. How are you? Hey, I'm fine, Barbara. How you doing? It's just uh, the beautiful uh, day that we experienced up here in Oakland today, and it was a little chilly, but you know, <laughs> we're we're, we're yes. moving we're moving forward. We're moving forward. It was you know? it was a little chilly down here actually too. You know, we had um, you know we had some glorious weather. I just want to take a moment and thank God for the blessing that went yeah. on on Sunday. Because I was invited to a wedding with my son and some uh, more Northern Californians that came down for a wedding on the beach in Malibu. And now I heard that we were going to have this wedding, you know, like two weeks ago. And I thought about it. That's when it was raining cats and dogs. It was like really literally sleeting, you know, like buckets of water was coming out of the sky onto the roads and <laughs> washing away. <laughs> <laughs> and then, but now, mind you now, Rodney, you know how the kids are. Yeah, we're going to be on the beach. It's going to be good. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, my goodness, this is going to be the biggest debacle. And then we had the Santa Anita winds. I got a chance to meet last week the Santa Anita winds. <laughs> After the rain. It was 65-mile-an-hour rent. You know, when you go outside and your coat just lays out straight in front of you when you walk in. <laughs> what, did, what, did, what, did, what did they say? What did, what did the coat say? Follow me. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know who's walking first, you or the coat. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even the dog won't go outside. He's holding himself. He said, oh, I ain't going out there. No. <laughs> uh, dog, dog, look at you. The dog look at you and say, "What me? Uh uh-uh, uh, no, no, no. Go ahead, go ahead. I, I'll I said, be right yeah. Here. yeah, I'm, I'm good. I can hold it. <laughs> at least that gale force wind comes down. So yeah, Rodney, we had gale force winds. Anyway, that calmed down, and then again more rain, and then freezing cold, 
And then, can you believe, for that young couple that got married, I just want to say congratulations and praise God, because he was in the plan. I tell you, the daddy, the daddy was from Mexico, and uh, you could tell he was a hardworking man. He's raised his daughter. The mom had passed away, and he was out there to give his daughter away. And let me tell you something, it was 72 degrees with no wind. The only thing that was going on with sharks was in the water. (laughs) (laughs) But we was on the beach, Rodney, so it don't matter. Let the sharks be in the water. You know what I mean? (laughs) You saw Roy Shira running down the beach. Get out the water. Get out the water. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy. I was taking pictures, and I could see shark fins behind the bride. You know, and I'm like, ah! Yeah, they say, they say. The water. I, mean, I mean, I'm standing on the beach. It doesn't matter. You know, they can't walk. You know what I'm saying? But anyway. Hey, so hey, that's you, a, never, you, you never know that they might get out there and do a fin, a fin break dance onto the beach and, and, and hit them exactly, up. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Sharknado <laughs> all over again. Well, anyway, yeah, it was, a, it, was a, it was a great weekend down here in Southern California. Uh, you know, I just really wanted to say, you know, and take this moment to thank T25CL and Galaxy Talk Radio and all of our friends with all the wonderful shows that come on every 7.30, every evening through the week. Um, I know that uh, to um, this weekend, this Friday, we're going to have a wonderful opportunity for people who are looking for something fun to do in Southern California. And if you're coming down from Northern California and you just want to get away, you can see our very own Rosalind Jordan Mills this Friday night at 7 o'clock. Tickets are $25. You can go to the Teachers by Seal website. If you're interested in grabbing a ticket, it's going to be also the Five Tempting Men. And I believe Rosalind Jordan Mills, you know, she has a radio show. 7.30 is at Wednesday, Wednesdays, uh, and she also has that beautiful film, United We Stand, where she was starring and performing. But I think that uh, she's going to be doing a tribute to the ladies of Motown, Rodney. It's going to be phenomenal. Yeah, I, you know, I, I, I wish uh, I could have made it down there this weekend to see that, but, you know, there's going to be other opportunities. I have a little chore going on here at, at the residence, but I, I'm looking forward to hearing some good reviews about it and some good tribute to it. And the most important thing is, you know, we're losing a lot of the uh, African-American stars from yesterday that, that sung about love and, and appreciation of life and the advancement of the African-American people. And for, for, for a group of people to get together and pay tribute to these people, to remind us that united we stand, united we move forward, united we can advance. It's it's something our kids don't really think about. They say, oh, you know, I've got to get a buck. I've got to get – and I'm not saying our kids like, you know, you're a child like right right next to you. I'm talking about kids like 40 years younger than me, you know, because they didn't live in what we lived in and didn't see that area, that whole thing about love. You know how love will advance you forward, and and it's uh it's good every now and then to take them back and try to get them to remember. And if parents start calling up these twenty five, twenty eight, twenty nine year of age kids and say, "Hey, come here, I want you to go to a concert. I want to I want to show you 
I want to show you how you got here on earth. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, yes, exactly. Uh, teaching people how to appreciate, you know, exactly what what love is, what it's about, what how to build romance, how to uh, extend a relationship, you know, from one level to the next level. You know, here we here in the penthouse, you know, we can think back to the time where, you know, a guy gave you the look or you gave a guy the look. And how some, I mean, you know, some people were really very crafty at moving from one level to the next with the romance, flowers, candy, special dates, at creating romance. And I think that's what's missing right now for the young people is that, you know, I, I, don't, I just don't know how you accomplish that, you know, online, dating online, or in a speed dating situation, you know, which a lot of our young people participate pretty actively in online speed dating type of social phenomena. So, you know, it's not, it's, 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 it's not surprising. It's real. Yeah, it's, it's not surprising real. that they yeah. can't they cannot find long lasting relationships. And, and and you know, that's one of the things that, you know, I really wanted to talk about too. You know, we we wanted to talk a little bit about <clears throat> you know, some very, very uh heavy news that's heavy on our hearts. You know, uh tonight we wanna go over a couple of areas. We've lost a friend to the show, we wanna talk a little bit about that and bring everybody up to speed about what's happening with him. And we also want to talk a little bit about uh, Standing Rock and what happened with Standing Rock. And then the, the, the other thing we want to talk about is the Oakland housing crisis and the um, horrific fire, you know, when our hearts go out to those who lost their lives and the families that are still standing on the sidewalk waiting as if their loved ones are going to walk out of there. I mean, it was just so, you know, Rodney, I'm sitting in church, and I never heard my phone kind of go, I said, what is that noise? You know, I'm sitting in church, right? So I grabbed the phone, and can you believe it was Facebook asking me to check in so my loved ones would know that I was alive? Because I still, I guess, yeah, Facebook thinks I live in Oakland, so they know that this was a horrific tragedy Friday night in Oakland. So Saturday morning, they had a check-in. And I have over 100 friends from Oakland, and it was just the weirdest thing to sit there and see people check in and then look at the musicians who didn't check in. You know what I mean? And wonder, oh, my goodness, I wonder how is so-and-so. You know, so let's let's just talk about that briefly. You know, um, this is... You know what the problem is? The problem I, I, I saw today, you know, everybody's talking about it. Of course, Eric Garcetti, mayor of Los Angeles, is down here in Southern California discussing it. You know, you've got the mayor back in New York discussing it, and all of them are saying, well, you know, um, where, whatever happens to my people that I represent, you know, it can happen to me. I can be in their shoes. I can stay where they stay. I can tolerate and ride BART like they ride BART or like they ride Metro or like they ride the bus. If it's safe enough for me, then it's safe enough for my citizens. But, you know, we don't have that same camaraderie and that same um, relationship with the city council members 
and with the mayor of Oakland. And we know that, you know, from the 1,000 Mothers to Prevent Violence, uh, all the way down to, you know, even the Raiders. Hey! <laughs> let's, get, let's, get, let's get the Raiders a shout-out. Can we do it? <laughs> yeah, you know you, yeah, you, know, you, know you, didn't, you didn't hit sacred ground right now. Exactly, right on. Oakland Playoff Raiders, baby. That's the name. That's the name in in Oaktown. It's no more the Oakland Raiders. It's the Oakland Playoff Raiders because we are there. Absolutely. But but Barbara, but getting but but getting back to getting back to the incident on uh, on Saturday past. You know, I, uh, I I I sent out big prayers to to the family. Uh, of the individuals that 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 um that it occurred in my my question is to how the coverage how the uh information came to the public it was it was so it was it was concise and the words were chosen very carefully and i i don't know whether it was the fact that you know um it was a a, a a massive killing, or it was a massive accident, or what was it? But the words, if you listen carefully to Libby when she came up and spoke, then you had a female uh, police representative that came up and spoke, then you had a female fire captain that came up and spoke, and then you had this this uh, white male that came up and talked about the uh, the uh, uh, different things that uh, uh things you needed to to have this this type of an event but the only thing is i've been living in oakland since 1980 and and i've never seen a event or a tragedy of that nature where you see the whole floor of a building come down at one time I, I've never seen that. I mean, you know, I, I've seen demolitions being done on 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 TV and on the movies where the they would they would drop a floor inside of a building, come straight down, because the 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 whole structure of the building, the the fortress of the building, it it allows where one might fail, the other one might strengthen. So you know, I I, I was hoping to hear more about. That you know, and they said, "Well, we got to investigate. We got to do more." But when they said that one floor just dropped straight down, that that really—I mean, being an investigative reporter trained by my 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 my, my uh, friend Chauncey Bailey, who's uh, rest in peace. You know, Chauncey would—he yeah. would—he would be the first one to ask that question. The whole floor came down at one time. That's that, no. that's. You know that I mean. You know, I've heard of I've heard of spiritual warfares. I've heard of spiritual warfares, and I've heard of terrorist attacks. You know where things in massive uh, 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 occurrence happen, but a deterioration of a building where the entire floor comes down at one time. I, I I'm waiting to hear more of the evidence on that. You know because that's 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 saying when you walked in there, the floor should have tipped. To the left or to the right or something, you know. I, it's just, well, just... I, I kind of know a little bit about this, and the reason why I say I know a little bit about this is because well, there's three parts to the story. 
Okay, the way I look at it. Okay, first off, there's the housing crisis in Oakland. Okay, so when you have a housing crisis and you're tripling people's rent in the lake and in the areas where people want to live or desire to live because that is where like-minded spirits are living. When the surrounding cities, such as Berkeley, you know, it used to be so inexpensive, you could go over there and live in a flat house over in Berkeley, and they were fire traps too. But the, but the bottom line was is that when you're an artist, you want to be in certain areas where artists are because you feed off of each other, each other's energy, uh, the collective spirit, the work, you know, um, the movement. You know, I'm sure these people, I looked at a few of them, and I'm sure that they, you know, were feeling that they were in some kind of movement. Now, the housing crisis is the biggest player here because when you just get out of college, a lot of them just graduated from Berkeley, some were attending Berkeley, some were going to the other colleges. But basically the collective was designed for to house and show art and to have, you know, uh, event space to be able to uh, have people come in and do business around and surrounding the art. But you and I both know that, you know, I, if I go to an art show, you know, I want to hear some music. And Oakland, out of all the cities in the nation, is one of the major cities known for live music. So that just tells right. you right but, you guys have a band. Yeah, but didn't they have just, they had, according to, to, to um, uh, just, just the word around town, they had this exact same event in San Francisco the night before. Mm-hmm. The exact mm-hmm. same event. And, and I don't know, there, there's a, um, there's a, there was a name, RMD. Have you have you heard of those initiatives before RMD? I think it's no, RMD. no, I, no, no, I haven't. But I've also heard. But that's what this that's what this was. I think that's what the event was labeled uh, RMD. I'm I'm gonna have to look up my uh the, but, but, the email but, I got from a couple of people who were security people with the, these type of events in the past. You know. Right, but but do understand that the that 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 no matter how you look at this, it was on the first. And I know artists, and I know how you do it, and you got to have a rent party on the first. That's how it is. I remember Phoebe <laughs> said, listen, we used to do rent parties. I had a penthouse right on Montecito every first of the month. It was, it was on the 28th it through the 5th. <laughs> no matter how it was or what date that was, we threw a rent party. That means we had the wine smashers, you know, the sangria, and we had uh, beer, and we had food. People brought potluck food over, and then we had people playing music, and you know, people came over and 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 paid money, and that is how they call them salons. I mean, they do it in Paris. This is not this is not unheard of. Matter of fact, I can remember back in the eighties. Now you think back also, Rodney, because we got to Oakland about the same time. Do you remember when there was a, a, a guy that used to give really good parties over on um, the street that goes, I, I want to say Oakland Avenue? And you remember when it was up on the third floor and he had a really beautiful view and he had like 200 people in there and the patio fell down. It killed like six people. Do you remember that? 
Mm, no, I, they were I, I don't. Standing out, they were all standing out on the patio. It was like a summer summer jam house party. Talking about, <laughs> are you talking about when Doug and um, Sandra Swanson did that party? Doug well, and, I, I, uh, I, I, because my brother, my brother used to be a DJ here in Oakland, and that group was always moving around doing some, doing something. And um, I think there was an incident down at Jack London Square where we were up in that building uh, where the where the Oakland Tribune used to be at, right on down there across from where Old Old Ivy's used to be, and there was an yes. incident where the patio fell off or something. But the whole well, floor I, didn't come down. But this <laughs> you know? this was. This was this was over off of Pearl Avenue and Oakland uh, Oakland Avenue and this this happened this happened I don't know eighty three or four maybe something like that at that time I was giving house parties too and so anyway make a long story short I left Oakland and I moved to Vancouver Canada and let me tell you what we did in Vancouver we got a beautiful space two levels. That was just warehouse space, right? We cleaned uh-huh. it off, and we put artist artist pieces in the front, and we let the artists pay us rent, and they made cubicles in the back out of flyboard couches, mattresses, whatever you want to make your wall out of. You know, in the back, we had three bathrooms, and, hey, it was about 30 of us living there. It's called hippie. It's called hippie dumb. <laughs> And we're artists, and, you know, who cares about the code? Because we're young people, and we don't care about the code. And by ourselves, we cannot live in Oakland. Nobody singly could pay $3,800 a month for a one-bedroom, 3500 You know, nobody could pay that. So what, what are hey, Barbara, we some, Hey, Barbara, somebody, somebody yeah. is paying it because... The, the, it, 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 it's being priced there, and people are, the, when you ride down the streets of Oakland at night, you see lights on in many, many other buildings for residents, so somebody's paying it. You know? Right, but, and, but when you're looking at these young artists and these young musicians who, and, you know, that's also the other part of it. The other part is, you know, there's really a consortium that's happening in the nightlife in Oakland where certain musicians are booked all the time and other musicians are outside of this consortium. That's another scandal. And so if you're outside of that consortium, there is no place for you to play. And you're not going to be paid to play in any of the clubs that are on the, uh, you know, on the strip and some of the major clubs that people want to play in, particularly if you're into the techno and all that, or all over in San Francisco, but you can't live there either. So I think the 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 area of where you don't fit was just big enough for what they would call the ghost ship. And that's what the building and that was the purpose of it, was to have an event space for people who could not play and weren't part of the consortium and the booking agents in Oakland. And uh so the gentleman was on stage. Now you know they're looking to prosecute somebody for this. Oh yeah, the they're, they're, they're 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 trying to find they're trying to find something somewhere. You know now now this now this barber occurred on Thirty First Avenue, and yes. over on that 
31st Avenue, that's uh, Dela Fuentes area there. They have done that was that's enormous improvements have gone on over there. You know, you got right. uh, that's that's a uh, that's the new Bart went in there. The 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 whole thing over on 35th Avenue, four blocks away, is totally improved and, and upgraded to to today's today's uh, standards for you know I call it little Mexico myself. So it's yes, really, but I did see that over there. They have like right yeah. along the factor, they have like all new storefronts and everything over yeah. there. And you got Caesars Chavez uh, Middle School and Grammar School over there with a big uh, soccer field right right behind the school where you get a lot of people out there uh, supporting and, and families are out there. So it's kind of it, you know I, my question is how did this one building just get there and sit there and no one said about code violations, no inspections. Oh yeah, we were inspecting it and and it wasn't any permits. This it's like. It's like the pupil in the eye, the one dark spot. Just just got there. <laughs> I mean, right. there's, well, so many, here, there's so here, many questions, here, so here, many questions. Here's the other thing, and, and I think uh, that's why I brought up Eric Garcetti. You know, because here's the thing. When you're nice and comfortable and you live up on the hill, you know, there's a, very, a, a big disconnect between our politicians who we've elected in office and the reality of the aftermath of allowing all these people to own property who are not residents of Oakland, and some of them aren't even residents of the United States. So you have all these outside interests vetting over who can charge the most and who can, who can streamline and make um, the uh, requirements to rent these properties you know, or buy these properties through the banks. You know, the banks are only accepting W-2s at no stated income. You know, so we're talking about people who have good jobs. That's what we're talking about. And anybody outside of that, unless you come up with some relationship and you're living together and you're putting your pennies together or you're compromising yourself, in some other type of relationship, or is five girls in apartment building, uh, apartment complex. I mean, this is what this is the multiple living space is what we're going toward. This is not going to be the last time this happens, and 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 this was not introduced by the ghost ship. Okay, this was introduced, if you remember correctly, by Jerry Brown, the governor. You remember Jerry Brown had that? Oh thing. yeah, oh yeah. Everybody down was talking about in... Jerry used to have these have these parties down at uh, uh, Jack London. Where, but Same you know, one thing. thing different. One thing different about Jerry's parties than this party. Jerry's parties were done during the day, like five to nine. This party was late. But but you know what? The one thing I got to really commend the the uh, the uh, sheriff's department, the Oakland PD. In um in um in all the other uh, criminal uh, investigator players, I've got to really commend them on on the fact that they took this thing in their hands and they said, "Hey, we're not going to jump out here and point fingers at something until we have something to point a finger at and say, please, just be patient because it's a it's it's a it was a different type of occurrence. It was something that you don't normally see. You don't normally see or hear about people in a building 
a floor falls on them and they burn up. I mean, the last time we heard about that, that was like 9-11 in the, in the crashes back east where the planes right. go into the, into the buildings, you know? But, right. And I, and I but, you know, them, they, you know? They, they, do, they do that. They do a different thing down here, different culture, different, different area. But, you know, just recently in Granada Hills in Southern California, there was uh, a Facebook uh, collective, if you will, party where, you know, they put it out on the Internet and all of a sudden you got a 1,000 people that show up at $25 a piece to party in a mansion. And this young man, I think his name is Kid Cuddy, I think it was, Kid Cuddy, got murdered. And so then everybody left. And so the neighbors were like, well, we don't want any more of these parties happening. But, you know, if I can remember when I was 22, 23, 24, and 25, I'll party yeah, I party every you, I bet you do, too. Every, every night except Tuesday night. Don't you remember? It was even Freaky Monday. Yep. That was my you brother, know, Frank that. Biden and Robert Betts on Freaky Monday down at Ivy's Jack London Square. That's right. We had a different spot to go every night. And on the weekend, Saturday night and Friday night, we would let the people who just regular working people that we didn't want to party with, we'd let them have a club, and we would be in the house party, all up in the hills, right. Leon Roundtree. Right. I could just name the people that yep. could throw the hottest party. Yeah. And it'd be thousands, those, it'd be those, thousands of us. Those were days. Those were those were days where I where I used to witness the 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 love that was in Oakland. You know, because you 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 couldn't just go to a party and say, "Hey, I just want to come in." No, you would have to know somebody. Somebody would have had to invite you, and it was yeah. it wasn't like it was special, but it was the fact that this group. We're getting together, and they were socializing where people didn't get bored with their lifestyles. They had a way to to excel themselves, to to let go of the of the the week, the work of the week of work. You know, it was, yeah. it was all this, all it's about people getting together and just socializing. Now it's about uh, well, I don't know. I I I I haven't I haven't you know I don't go out there and party. So, but the things that I hear. I hear there are some really good ones, and then, you know, I, I hear there's some challenging ones, like that first Friday event that they do down in the one area in Oakland. I, I, I just can't see that. You know, I understand what they're trying to do, but why do it in just one area? If you're trying to do something to bring the city back, why not move it? You know, go and, right. you know, there's, there's, there's well, beautiful the interesting thing, not to cut you off, but the interesting thing is it focuses on that group of people, on that telegraph, you know, that telegraph feeling, that group of people that that kind of extends. And now, mind you, you know, most of these young people were white. You know, you didn't see a lot of African-American people involved in this because what this really was was, and, and you know, we got we to gotta really think back when we think back, you know, you and I had a show maybe nine months ago and another one about six months ago where we discussed how um, the white and 
the Hispanic artists were empowered in Oakland with $400,000 to go paint the entire city. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, these are some of those, that group that was empowered to go put, you know, Hispanic branding, you know, all the way from North Oakland on every fence, every freeway overpass, all the way down to 56 and international. So, so, so this is what I'm talking about, about how the city has, has to really Change. wake up. It changed. The, will, the city it really has to wake up because what they don't understand is what they have created by being ineffective, by not representing the people. You got 2,000 people down there asking for rent control and you don't pass it. You got 2,000 people down there asking for a moratorium on rent. You have the moratorium for 60 days. I mean, come on. You know, you, you don't have a problem because we voted you into your office. You don't have a problem with deciding if you're going to pay rent or if you're going to eat. You don't have that problem. So you don't even understand. And this is the same situation that is before us as to why we feel so uneasy about the national uh, backdrop on the presidency and the the billion-dollar boys club because we know that they have absolutely no idea how to govern, and they have absolutely no idea to know what the people need and what the people want. You see what I mean? Oh, yeah. It's, just, it's, just very, it's very visible and transparent today that there are those that have and there are those that have not. The, the question comes down to with the, with the occurrence of this incident is to say, will the people start questioning for those that have not, because it not only affects the ones that are working minimum wage and and trying to 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 make a living, it it affects and it's it's affecting those that are going through the educational system of the United States of America and they're coming out and they can't find an opportunity to advance within the educational scope of where they've chosen to go. And, and we have to take a hard look at that. Do we, yeah. do, we have, do we have to start moving people and letting them know, hey, there's, America is larger than just the West Coast and the East Coast, but those are the most profitable areas in and on the continent. So who has the money? And I keep asking that question. Who has the money? I mean, there's, I think there's a lot of money laundering going on right now myself personally. I, but, you know, I don't have the – the technology to, to audit to audit these accounts, and, and nor do I have the intelligence to go out here and sit with uh, major major financial contributors who are saying, "Hey, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I'm doing this, I'm doing that," because I'm completely currently out of touch with who's financing the United States of America. Not who's financing the government is who's financing the United States of America. Who owns America? Look. We got an owner of a building in Oakland that's supposed to be in South America. Come on, man. Come on. Yeah, Move. yeah. It's, it's very, it's very, it's very.
very interesting. Now, unfortunately, I know that the young man who was managing that that collective, who the person who was collecting rent to pay the rent to someone else who owns the building and is ultimately responsible for no matter what's happening in the building, that person who, let me tell you something, if you and I get caught right now with something illegal in our home, we're ultimately going to be on the hook. And that's who's on the hook in this instance. Uh, I understand that the, can you believe that the stairwell was made out of uh, truck pallets? I, I mean, I can't, even, I, can, I can't even envision as to what that looked like. But that's what the stairwell was made out of, pallets. I can I can I can believe I can believe that in a in a in a in an in an in a building where you you're covering for something. You know, in a building where you're just saying I want this to be a display and not a really good construction. I can I can believe that because see now the question is is going to come not on the 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 code. The question is, the question to me is going to come on: Who permitted this building to be purchased by someone who doesn't live in this in the state of California and not a citizen of the United States? And what codes are in effect in effect to protect Americans from having a landlord that doesn't even set foot on this land? What bank did this? We need oh, that. Yeah. Now, if that, that, my friend, if that, my friend, is investigated, that would break down half of the ownership, the the, uh, property ownership that has taken over many of the African-American houses. And I hold, I actually hold Gene Kwan responsible for that because Gene Kwan made several trips to China to get China to invest in property in Oakland to change the demographic, and it just took off. At the same time, China became, you know, a higher uh, economic, more solvent economic force than we did. And all of a sudden, you've got all these millionaires with money to invest, and that's how that got driven directly to two houses on your street five houses on my street, and so you have foreign investments all the way through Oakland. I think you remember when Gene Kwan was going to build the Chinese hotel, and I think uh, when she was uh, replaced by Libby Shaft, I think it's an African-American who ended up winning the bid and is building another hotel downtown Oakland, but it's a black-owned hotel. Well, you know, know. Well, you know, I, let me let, just to drop a bomb on on um, the public. You know, it was back in um, L.U. Harris Day where we were looking at a, the, the the twenty year plan. If you go back to his administration and look at the twenty year plan for the development and the redevelopment of Oakland, California, and one of the biggest things that we were trying to establish was the utilization of the waterfront property. And there were supposed to be two or three major hotels coming up down by the uh, uh, Jack London down by the by the port. Uh, I haven't seen one as of yet. I've seen a bunch of uh, 
independent housing, uh, uh, you know, condos, townhouses, but I didn't see the, the, the three major hotels that we voted on to bring up. I saw hotels go down over on Hagenberg. Hagenberg, mm-hmm. where we used to move all those hotels used to be over there. They just, they just, they just level them out, took them down, which decreased, decreased the opportunity to have major sporting franchises to come into the city of Oakland and let us profit from the success of these franchises. So when people started coming to play the Oakland Raiders in the early 90s, mid-90s, they were coming to play. Everybody stayed in San Francisco, and they had to be bussed over to Oakland because there wasn't a major hotel that could could do this. The only major hotel we had was downtown Oakland. And everybody was saying, well, what happened? You know, what, what happened to all the hotels? We used to be able to go in, sit down, have coffee, have breakfast. You know, they took they took all of that away from us right after LU got out of got out of office, all that stuff, all those buildings came down over on Aikenberger and and it's just been um one sitting there, lot sitting there and I'm like saying, Well where where, did, where are the hotels? Jerry Brown said, Hey, I'm gonna bring I'm gonna bring people into Oakland. Nobody said I'm gonna build hotels. Ron Dellum sent the uh the federal and the state buildings into Oakland. That was enormous, gave job opportunities. But the question still remains the commerce, the financial commerce of homemaking outside of having a home yourself. And that's where I think we are suffering. That's why I think the Raiders are talking about getting up out of town. The uh, uh, Oakland A's are talking about moving over to to, um, Alameda. The Warriors want to want to go over to San Francisco, and and, and people got to look at why, why where there's no place for these people to stay. You know, I, you know, and and I I think we should we should really look at the hotel industry and tell them hey you need to stop discriminating and come in because see when they come in and build hotels that's going to create what type of employment the type of employment that people who have don't have opportunities to do advanced. In, uh, educational things. They're going to have opportunities to say, I can do house cleaning. I can do, I can do, um, you know, simple things like that. But you know, they they took that they took that away from us, man. And I think somebody now is trying to take a hard look at it because we have the right to speak up and say, Hey, what are you doing for our city? What are you What Absolutely. are you doing? For our city? Absolutely. And you know what? Hey, everybody, you're listening to T Two Five CL. Uh, where we actually uh, represent uh, musicians and independent artists, authors, and filmmakers. And uh, we have a film ourselves. It's called United We Stand. You can go right to our website, www.t25cl.com. And when you go to the website, um, make sure you're ready because you can download music. You can see our new film, which is available. And, uh, uh, of course, every night at 7.30, starting tomorrow night, we will have Rosalind's Corner with recording artist Rosalind Jordan Mills. She's going to be also starring in her own show, and that's going to be over at the space in uh, San Pedro, California. Tickets are $25, 7 o'clock this Friday, and we really want you to support Rosalind Jordan Mills and the Five Tempting Men. They're going to have a great uh, special guest 
MC, going to tell a few jokes and keep it going for you. And, uh, hey, you might even see me there. So I'm just excited that T25 is on the go, and we're going to have a lot of exciting things. So you guys stay tuned throughout 2017. Uh, I just wanted to take this moment to just, again, express our condolences like we do here at Straight Talk from the Higher Brush. You know, we get in the penthouse and we talk about the political ramifications and our own personal opinions. But we do know that the opinion of Teacher 5 CL is that we are so sorry for the grave loss of life and our hearts go out to the families. And, you know, we just want to make sure that, uh, you know, things are changed in Oakland so that the people that make the heart of the city don't suffer. And I think that's what's happening. The people are starting to suffer with all this greed that's actually going on and the mismanagement. Anyway, I just wanted to say also, since we're uh, talking about um, how we feel, uh, we want to give our condolences out to Mr. Joe Black, a.k.a. Mike Daly. Now, uh, Rodney, Mike Daly, he was on our show uh, last year. He's been on maybe two or three times. He's a really good friend of Cornell West. And uh, do you remember him? He was the brother that wrote a book. He took Cornell West's book and put it to music. And uh, he was out of Sacramento. You remember that, brother? I I recall him. You know, I had had an opportunity to to, um, sit and and chat with Cornell West when I was in um, Chicago when the Rainbow Push Correlation was doing the uh, Thousand Church Movement throughout the United States. So that's, that's been back some years that I've had an opportunity to get with uh, Cornell West. But I recall this uh, young man that, that you're speaking of, yes. Yes. Well, you know, it's just so sad. Uh, you know, he uh, was a grandfather, and his daughter, uh, you know, sweet uh, Miss Daly, uh, and he were raising her triplets. She has triplets, and he was just a stand-up kind of guy, had so many people that were fond of him and respected him, and seen him as someone with a vision. You know, a black man with a vision, with intelligence, and a strong man, and creating an example, a positive example in the community and also with his own personal family. And, you know, sometimes you have to look at what a person does opposed to what they say. And uh, Mike Daly was just uh, a friend to our show, friend to T25CL, and he lost his life at uh, 52 uh, last week in Sacramento. You know, it's just sad because what happened, Ronnie, is uh, he was trying to help a young man, his own blood nephew, He was trying to help him understand that even in addiction, you cannot pillage and tip off and intimidate the elders in the family. And so what I understand was is that Mike went over and straightened him out about picking on his mom for money because that's what he was doing. He was going over there and uh, bullying her to support his drug habit. So, you know, we, that, has to, that has to be checked. And that's what wow. happened. In his checking him, 
he went back the next day to apologize, and the guy shot him three times and left him laying out in the street. Wow. So we just, yeah, 19-year-old. So it's a family tragedy, and what has happened is now we've lost, you know, someone who was dear to not just his family but the entire community and to the struggle at large. Anyway, his viewing is going to be Wednesday, and it's going to be in Sacramento. And if you wanted to know more about that, you could go to his Facebook page uh, for Joe Black. They have it posted there, but I believe it's Wednesday funeral on Friday. Uh, Wednesday fruit funeral on, he will be funeralized on Thursday. So we're so sorry to hear that, and our hearts go out to everyone and our prayers as well. Uh, you know, I just wanted to say uh, on a brighter note, so now, what do you say about those Raiders, Rodney? Raiders. You know what's going on right now, Barbara? Let me, let me tell you what's going on right now. What's you going know. on right now is that Mark Davis has gotten quiet and that was the best position he could have taken because the Raider Nation started focusing on what he was saying and not focusing on what the team was doing. And now the nation has started focusing on the team, and we are shaking, rocking, and rolling. We, 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 don't, we, we, just, we, we went at home. We went on the road, but we just win, baby. We just win, and and they're, and they're afraid. And I gotta, I gotta, I gotta take my head off to the man, the Matt, the unbelievable Mister McKenzie. Woo! Yes, yes. That that, that that black man, and, I, and I'm, that's right. I said he was black man. If you're listening, if you don't like it, hey, that's tough on you. But that black man really knows his business, and it's not that he's doing it because of the old slave mentality. He's doing it on talent. He's taking kids that people are saying, oh, no, 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 no. He's saying, no, yeah, 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 and giving them an opportunity. And then he's putting people who who, who other teams are saying, oh, forget, yeah, they're, they're no good. They can't, they can't make it. Just like Al Davis used to do. Al gave a man a chance. And when Al gave you a chance, you became a diehard, committed football player for an organization named Raiders. Exactly. You're right. He used to take the good, the bad, and the ugly. That's right. That's right. (laughs) And, and, and And he made them believe in themselves and say, hey, if you have a little faith in yourself, and we turn that little faith into this team, we're going to stop people who people think we can't stop, but we're going to excel to levels we have never seen before, and we're going to just have some fun, baby. And you look down at that field, and you see right now they are just having some fun, you know? Absolutely. So what what are they saying in the whole riding? 
I mean, are they are they moving to Vegas? I mean, what, nobody's talking about nothing. You know, what I say, win the Super Bowl, blind them with the ring, and then I've always told you, demand the Uber Dome. Let Uber pay for it. They there you go. Hey, hey, Barbara, I, I pray, I, I've been praying that Mark Davis listens to the hearts of the young athletes coming out of college and what they're, what they're saying. They're saying, hey, we need guidance, we need counseling, we need direction. We don't need you to put us into a environment where I'm going to get a check on Monday for $2 million. I don't have no wife, no kids, no responsibility. I'm going to get a check on Monday for $2 million. You think I'm not going to go to the casino and I'm just getting exactly. out of college? Why would you want to put us in that environment, Mark? Is it, is it all about your pocket or is it really about the players? Is it really about the ball team? Who, 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 wh- where is it coming from, man? Where, why, why would you want to put – the young players into that type of environment. Where's the family thought about, okay, we're going to put, put you guys over here so the kids now are going to come live in Vegas. The kids, come on. I mean, I don't, I don't particularly know what the educational system is in, in Las Vegas because I, I don't do. know I a professional team. Clark County, listen, it's the worst in the nation. Clark County. Yeah, the worst. And now you're going to put a, 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 a team of 52 players Plus, you're going to put a staff of, I don't know, maybe four or 500 people to live in an environment that appeals to your deeper dark side. I mean, we already got you on the dark side with the Raiders, but now you're appealing to their deeper. Mark, take, take, a, take a break, my friend. Take a break and think about it. Whatever we have to do to build that stadium here in Oakland, California, Claim your ground. Let your dad and yourself get it down and get it on, my brother. And, I mean, you know, you're doing the best thing now is to take a back seat and just look and be observant, you know, but get rid of Libby, and I think everything will go straight. Absolutely. Well, Did I, I love, slide that I in love, there? <laughs> exactly. I love how you think. I appreciate you. Hey, I think we've got someone on the line. Let me see if I can get them on. I believe we just might have the star of the show Friday night, hostess of uh, Rosalind's Corner, 7.30 on Wednesday evenings. I think she just might be in our midst. Rosalind, are you there? Okay. Well, I thought she was, but I, I do see her close by. We just want to make the announcement one more time. Anyway, we want to support her with everything we can. We so love her, and she's part of T25CL, our family, and star, and songstress, so talented. Okay, so this Friday night, let me get it here. This Friday night, you are cordially invited to see the five tempting men, along with Rosalind Jordan Mills, in San Pedro at the space, and that's going to be... Let's see here. For tickets, <clears throat> for tickets, you can call. I have a number here, but I have a new phone, so I'm not able to make the number bigger. Anyway, 
check on our site uh, at www.t25cl.com, and I'm sure you'll find more information there. Or you can drop a line to me, and I will forward it on at thehiredfresh at gmail.com. We need to get you some tickets, $25 a piece. It's a great space. It's going to be a great evening. I want to see you guys, your faces in the place. So, Rodney, I just wanted to ask you, okay, so now, excuse me, now that um, we've had all of these discussions, tell me <clears throat> if you could give us a little bit of a backdrop of how you feel about the recall on the recount going down right now with our presidency. What do you think about that? Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. <laughs> Absolutely. Me too. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's right. Come on, Barbara, somebody is finally listening. I mean, you know what? Donald Trump can try to make himself appeal and appease to the American public, but the bottom line is, folks, we need to take a real hard review of the electoral college system and the popular vote system. Come on, man. We've had in two close presidential elections, when you got George W. Bush Jr., we had questions, and nobody took an in-depth look. But here with Hillary, you got a popular vote that's increased over 2 million people after they declared this other man the president of the United States. Elect. Mm-hmm. Come on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it, where were those votes? How could they just automatically appear days after? So I am, I am applauding the American public to... We recount this, but you know what? You know what? I tell you, Barbara, I am more applauding the fact that we are looking at the system, we're reviewing the system, and I hope that everybody requires them to make public exactly what they did when they do these recounts. They talk, well, yeah, we found a default. In the uh, electric, in the uh, voting system. Wait, 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 wait. What default did you find in the voting system? Let's print that so people people can say, okay, yeah. well, I went in there. It's the totally same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, now yeah. it's time for us to say that stuff. We got what we want. We got a recount going. We got an evaluation going about how this whole thing is supposed to work. And let's see. And if it's not working. How do we fix it? We got an opportunity now to, to change a lot of things, man. I mean, and, and I, I say, come on, let's get busy. Let's get it down. Let's get it on. Well, I tell you, I just, uh, I see a certain changes in the electoral college. I see a rekindling and reviving of the uh, voters for Hillary. The fact that he did, in fact, win. But I understand that the rule goes like this. When there is this type of question, the electoral college is the one who makes the decision between the two. Now, I am not sure if some of those Trump uh, supporters are capable of handling him taking a seat. <laughs> I just, I 
of understanding the process. You know, there's some people, particularly when they're immature and they're short-sighted and they're misinformed, that when you explain something to them, you know, like I've tried to explain, I have one lady, now, you know, we do have a big problem in the United States with what they call fake news. Okay. Fake news, fake news has become a problem, right? So, if you know what, Barbara, they give it, they, they've given it a, a a little bit more. How can you say um, sophisticated name? It's speculative. These are speculative reports. This isn't facts. This is what we're speculating that we see in the environment that could occur. Well, I'm like, wait a minute. Where are you getting the right to speculate what you think is going to happen or what you feel should have happened? Where are the facts? And we are permitting people to do this because on the Internet, on the Internet, there's, there's no control. They can't exactly. govern it. You know, I now, mean, see, come on. <laughs> hey, Barbara. You said everything yeah. there. What did you just say? You said on the Internet. And That's this right. is a problem. We have people now that are in positions of power that are under 30 years old. And I'm not trying to say that I'm old and wise. But I am here to say I remember. And so some of the reports that are on Wikipedia, some of the uh, things that I see on Facebook, certainly – blog talk and some of the reports that are coming around and around and circulating, I can tell what is true. My discernment allows me because I remember, whereas these people who have just gotten here on the planet, there's no way for them to remember what it was. So they think everything that they see written at face value on the Internet. They believe it. That is a big problem. They're not educating themselves from reading books and from watching documentaries and weighing out the pros and the cons and doing their research. They're just clicking it in Google and taking whatever Google says is fact. Hey, hey Barbara. Hey, Barbara. Here's the here's the here's a question that I that I had. That um, you know, really kind of. I mean, it really it it spooked me. It didn't frighten me. You know how you get spooked? Oh, oh, whoa! It spooked me yeah. that Facebook that Facebook took the initiative to send out a safe posting to the Facebook people, and and, and people were like pushing the button. Yeah, I'm safe. Yeah, I'm safe. Like, wait a minute. Who's taking this poll, and why is this poll being taken? Right. Well, right. Mean, we've, had, we've had we've had massive things happen in the United States over the last four years. Come on, I mean, Barack Obama had some things that occurred during his presidency. Maybe we didn't get we didn't get thirty three people killed, but what about the kids that got killed in the in the black churches? What about what about the kids that got killed in the school? There was nothing about identifying yourself on Facebook saying that you're safe. Yes, those I cities, know. I know. Those cities, was... those cities, those cities had the same thing occurred that we had occurred here. 
people were killed. But they said they sent out this this this, this thing. I was like, I said, man, I said I'm not responding to nothing like that. I mean, we get a census what every every seven or eight years. Come on, yeah. Oh, but people people jumped in through hook, line, and sinker. Oh yeah, yes, <laughs> yes, and responded. You're right about that. I tell you, Rodney, this and 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 here's the devil is always in the details. And you can go. No, that's about book. marketing. That was about marketing, Barbara. To me, that whole thing about if you're safe, to me, that was a marketing technique to see they could say, okay, all these people that sell for ads on Facebook, you're, here's your captive audience, here's your main audience, here's a confirmation of where they are, and you can start telling our, our advertisers we can hit their page. This is how many people have this many members and we're going for it. The whole thing to me was a marketing floor. I, wow. I, I, I didn't, I, you know, I'm, 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 I'm just thinking, you know, I, I, I'm just thinking, I'm like saying, hey, come on, what other reason would you have to say to, to me? You don't know what parties I've gone to. I don't click on and say I'm going to, 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 to this party. But you send this out to all people who have gone to a party or said I'm going to attend a a, a, a function an event. Where did where did you get that from? But I, you know, we, we as Americans, we react and we right. You know what? You're absolutely right about that. That is the freakiest thing. You know, yeah. I, I think we've got to just be much much more careful about who we give our information to. Who knows where we are? Uh, are is our phone actually checking us in at certain places? I mean, we, you know, my, your car. I mean, what is your car telling people? I mean, we really, we really, we really don't know how many things are against us. And I guarantee you, with the Billionaires Club at home, <laughs> the people in the in the hall of the ship are going to be the first one. Trouble. We will not not be served by a preserver. We will not be the first ones off the boat. We will, you know what I mean? We have got to learn how to save ourselves. And with saving ourselves, I have a list. Uh, Riley, why don't you go ahead and tell the people about our show uh, during the week? And I want to give them their list. I have it here. Let me get the list for the boycott. Okay, one second. Okay, so you guys, we got Monday night, this Compton Politics, right? 7.30, Tuesday night, straight off with the higher brush. Wednesday night, Roslyn, Jordan Mill. Thursday night is Soul Vibrations with Pastor Kwaku and Corey Jeffries. And then on Friday night, we have Keys to the Kingdom. Kingdom with Sandra Keys. So we're just so thankful, you guys. So you got to go to our website and check it out. And uh, you know what? I think next week I will have the list of stores. There's a list of 33 stores I'm looking. You want to say um, your good you know, night? You know, Barbara, I, I got to apologize to you. I, I pulled up that list tonight and I just immediately. I immediately, uh, you know, I didn't print it to, to talk about it. And the reason that I didn't print it to talk about it is because I, I walked into um, Walmart, uh, and, and I was just, just curious. I was asking people, I said, hey, I said, are you guys going to, um, you know, do a little boycott? 
they said, no, I can't, I can't afford to boycott anything right now. You know, I got I got three kids, and this these prices really fit my budget and into what I'm what I'm making, and and I, and I really can't afford to do it. They said, I said, so what are you going to do to su- support these these things? Well, I'm going to make sure that my kids get more education about uh, um, advancement opportunities that they have, so when they get into the same position that I'm in, they might look at things a little differently and move forward like that. I say, so are you doing self-home education or are you talking about going to the school system and start demanding more of of advanced education um, conversations? I say, what are you really, what are you doing? They say, well, I'm, this one lady said, I'm really, I'm really going, I'm really at home. She said, I'm not looking at the Internet. I'm picking up books about how to communicate with my kids. I said, so are you gonna are you gonna really not just boycott anything else? She said, it's not a thing to me to boycott. She said, I'm one person. She said, but if I had an opportunity where I could see uh some physical and loving care being generated to my children within my community then I would take a chance saying, okay, I'll join in the boycott. She said, but right now, I'm the only physical and loving care for my kids in my community. And I said, I said, wow, I haven't heard it like that. She said, yeah, well, that, know, that's what I, I, that's what I, I feel I, today. I haven't heard it quite like that, but I've also heard people who are quite successful who have all the fruits of success and all the trappings of success who say something quite similar that I'm only just one person and my poor family here, we don't spend a lot. We only give one guest and, you know, we try to create memories and we work at the soup kitchen on Thanksgiving and, you know, everybody's got all these, you know, excuses. Yeah. Here's the bottom line, damn it. You know, you, if you don't stop spending the only way you're going to get their attention is to stop spending. The only way you're going to have a voice is to not do it. The only way you're going to have control over your life is if you've got your money under your mattress. Okay? Because these people <laughs> that are in the helm of our government, if Donald Trump is con- confirmed, and these people that he is um, considering and po- appointing for these various offices don't have any more experience in those offices than you and I. That's right. Now, I know I could do a damn good job if I were Secretary of State or Secretary uh, Treasurer, but if I were secretary treasurer and I was the sole responsible person for making sure that over the two-thirds of the homes that were lost in foreclosure in 2008 and 2009 created my billion, then don't you think I need a jail cell? I mean, we're, we're, I mean, we're, we're looking at people who have done criminal acts and who are the biggest liars and 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 uh, and and, and uh, predators in history, and we're making these. Pre- it's almost like saying, "Let's let John Gotti do what he's got to do." 
you know, because he's John Gotti and he's got bravado. And I admire his bravado and how he takes the tail by the horns, you know, and he's going to get us out of it. You know, I like the way he does things. You know, really, you know, so this is what we, 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 we're in a position where we as black people, we don't make anything, we are consumers. So this is where our power is. But when we learn to steer starboard away from the track that they expect us to make, then we've got them right between the eyes. So I'm going to give you this list right quick of stores that we are going to stay away from. And I hasten our listeners to make a new tradition. Take your family on a trip. Take your family to other relatives' house and put your pennies together. I mean, my goodness, observe Kwanzaa and forget about the whole gift-giving thing. Just do the Kwanzaa thing. I mean, that'll give you a whole week. You'll be busy. You'll be seeing all your friends and family. Call some old people, old family members you don't haven't talked to in a long time, and you know, make a new tradition. But whatever you do. Hold on to your money. Don't go broke on Christmas. And you've got to show these kids that this is what we do and this is the new way of living. Because I guarantee you, this time next Christmas, you won't have that extra cash. Then what you going to say? <laughs> That's right. Anyway, That's right. You hear the point. Go ahead. See. Okay. Uh, well, okay. So we have uh, the first one here, and I've always never wanted to shop with Amazon. But they say that. <clears throat> the Trumps have investment potential in these companies, Amazon, Belk, Bellacor, just going down the list, Bloomingdale's, Blue Fly, Bontons and Carson, Bed Bath & Beyond, Burlington. Now, Rodney, I went into Burlington Coat Factory and spent my own hard-earned money. I didn't even wear what I purchased, I took it back and gave it back to them in the bag with the receipt and everything, and they told me, lady, we're going to give you a gift card, but you will not get any money. I thought that was the, I said, well, you know what, let me go and um, come back when there's not so many people in the store, and then I'm going to tell them with a letter from my attorney that you will give me my money back and I'll never shop there again. So the the interesting point that I'm making is here you take your hard-earned money, you hand it to them, and it's forever out of your, it's forever out of your possession. What you get back is a gift card, and the gift card is for the store, and it expires in so many days. I mean, I don't think that's fair. I'm not kidding. I don't know how retailers got that. I'm still trying to figure out how the retailers got that privilege to say no money back. Yes, exactly. I, I, don't, I don't understand I that. In, in the city, in the city council, it. in the city council, in the state assembly, in, in those people are the ones that can vote and change that law for any retailer doing business within the state lines. You know, I, I just don't understand how they give them the authority to say to a consumer, you can't give us this back within a certain time period. You can't give us this back, and we're going to give you your money. I, I, it's just it's, it's bewildering to me. Bewildering um, to me. Here it is. Century 21, Dillard's, 
Now, Dillard's, you know, that's where they were choking us to death about 15 years ago. Uh, right. Uh, DSW, Hudson Bay, HSN, Jet, Lord and Taylor, Macy's, Marshalls and TJ Maxx, Neiman Marcus. You must know Nordstrom. You must know that all of these stores are owned by the same parrot company as well. Overstock, Perfumia, Cycon Hotels, Saks on Fifth, Steinmart, Trump Golf Courses, Trump Hotels, Trump Winery, and Wayfair. Zappos is the last one on my list. Now, just imagine, if they have interest in that many businesses, how can they be partisan and governing? Right. It's impossible. Right. So anyway, everybody, you know what? It's been a great evening, Rodney. Again, you are a king and a scholar. It's been a privilege to spend this time with you. Uh, I wish you a very Merry Christmas, you and your family. Everybody out there, remember to go to teachingfivescales.com and make sure that you look for our movie, United We Stand, the film, the documentary. Uh, also make sure that you patronize uh, on Jordan Mills. If you can't make the event, hey, call in tomorrow night and talk to her live and in person uh, on her show at 7.30 tomorrow night right here, same place, same channel. Anyway, Rodney, I wish you the very, very best. <laughs> you get it? Hey, you know, I, I, I really, really thank you for that, Barbara. And, and I just want to leave our listeners with, with one honest thought. Yes. You, you, you make the difference. You have an opinion, you have a vision, but most importantly, you have a thought. You don't have to get mad that people don't accept your thought. You don't have to get irate that people don't accept your thought. What you have is just to believe that what your thought is, is your thought. And I'm going to leave you with that. That's right. Well, everybody, again, teachify.cl.com, our parent company, Galaxy Talk Radio, all our friends and family, we wish you a very, very Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year, have a very careful holiday, and let's get out of this 2016 and get on with 2017. It's got to be a bit greater and better year than this year we've had. It's been a rough one, but we're going to pull together as a family, as a people, as a nation, one love, peace. And uh, to all, a good night. Good night, Barbara. I'll talk to you soon. Good night, Rodney. Talk to you soon.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.